Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. And I'm Jacqueline. And today on the pod. You feeling lucky? It's week one of Wedding Watch. <laughs> and the movie that we randomly drew was What Happens in Vegas. Starring Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher. And. Kutcher. Mia Demi Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. <laughs> Viva Las Vegas. Unless you're these two getting randomly married and then Vivo Las <laughs> Vegas. Vivo Las Vegas. Alrighty. Good joke. I, I know. You have like so many more notes than me because I was just like dying. Because this movie is maybe the worst Vegas movie. The worst Vegas movie. (laughs) Are we going to rank these? Are we going to have like a, we have a whiteboard. Okay. I think we should. We'll have shots 1 through 20 and we'll move them around as we go. We should pick one wedding themed ranking system. So out of something. Mm. Wedding cakes. Going like Doughboy. Kind You're of. feeling the doughboy. But I don't want to. I don't want to switch it up each time and just like rank the movies and we'll track to see which is the the best wedding movie. Which I have a bone to pick about this movie. Okay. Also, only one. You only have uh, one oh. bone to pick with this movie. Because this was one of the Caitlin Bristow. Yeah, come on, KB. Before we jump into did the movie, the Koosh, though, did the Koosh put you up to it? I have here a men's health article for May 2020. Oh God. Here are all of the survivor couples that are still <gasps> together. Yes. Now, Fuck. I want you, just right now, before we go through some of these. I do not know any survivor Besides Boston honest. Rob no. and his wife. Can you name any of them? No. Because number one is Boston Rob, Mariano, and Amber Burkick. And they have three girls. How long have they been together? Can you guess? Um... 12 years. 15. Damn. All right. Damn, Bob. We have Parvati and John Fincher. I know they broke up. Really? Didn't they? No, they have a daughter. What? Born in 2018. Who's this John Fincher person? For some reason, I can't see their pictures on Instagram. I know Poverty dated someone and then they broke up, I felt like. But maybe she started dating somebody else. I don't know. I need the... De- this is like... They got married in 2017. I don't know. Daughter born like in 2018. deep deets. I don't have deep deets. This, this is going to is... be a shallow segment. Okay, can we... Each each week, will you give me deeper deets? Yeah, okay. Can we this like is... focus on one couple? Well, here's the thing. Here's my thought, right? Ooh. This is not a great movie. Not and great it's movie. also week one. I want to dive into, you know, Jeff Probst when he dated... A contestant. I want to yeah get a little bit deeper. This is just we're just getting our toes wet. We've got twenty weeks of survivor romance okay. to explore here. All right, I'll we're accept gonna get, wet toes. We're gonna get into international. We're gonna get into fan really. Made. We're gonna get into some. We're gonna get a little oh, more in depth on some of these other from fan made. I can't wait for that. Apparently, Survivor Syracuse has had like seven showmances. Seven showmances. Also. Because Jacqueline's leg is still broken, recording this from bed, and that's pretty romantic. Mm, 
where are my chocolate covered strawberries and candlelit kisses? Look under your seat. <gasps> and listener, you at home, look under your seat too. We're all disappointed together. Everybody gets a strawberry. Everybody gets nothing. We got Joe Anglim and Sierra Don Thomas. Do you recognize these people? Um, nope. Let's see. Yeah, <laughs> Tyson Apostle and what? Rachel Folger. Tyson. Oh, that's right. And their little family. Are they like legit familyized? Yeah, Tyson. Um, they like. They went on marriage boot camp together. Tyson proposed during the show's finale. They got married in 2015, and then on. And Stephen Fishbach, who played on Tocantins with Tyson, officiated their wedding. Oh. And then uh, when I believe Tyson was on Winners at War, his wife and two children came during the family segment. Sweet. Love it. We've got Elizabeth Beisel and Jack Nickting. No idea. Um, a few more here. Sebastian Lowe and Jenna Bowman. Surely you remember Sebastian. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't remember, remember any, of any of these people. We have to rewatch American Survivor, like pronto. Whitney Duncan and Keith Tolefson. Maybe that's what I'll start doing in my free time. I don't know. Mm. Uh, what Eric... if I just start going back and rewatching Maybe. all these seasons of Survivor, and I get to be like the yeah, do some solo American Survivor ah, rewatch. Maybe Eric I will. Huffman and Jamie Dugan Huffman. That's a cute little... Remember the Dugan Huffmans? I don't like that you can see white down there. It makes his like torso look so incredibly long. Yeah, if you want to see what Jackie's talking about, pull up this <laughs> men's health article. Why does men's health have an article about this? <laughs> Alex Bell and Kim Powers? Because getting They don't have married, a photo together. That's sad. And it says that they keep their relationship is not public. And oh. they don't have photos together. So are they really Weird. even married? Are they even people? So that was a good segment, right? If you right? can't get pictures of them, are they even really alive anymore? Because let's just admit it. If you're famous, there's got to be some paparazzi picture of you somewhere. Our friend Survivor UK man, hashtag Revive Survivor UK, mentioned that they... I can't believe you just call him Survivor UK man. I think that's his legal name. Okay. Um, he, uh, he mentioned that uh, condoms are given to the contestants. <laughs> Which makes me think of like the Olympic Village, because famously you got to bring your condoms to the Olympic Village, because all these beautiful athletic people on the verge of playing in the Olympics have a lot of pent up energy and do a lot of Olympic style whoopee making. Everyone's going for the gymnastics. <laughs> Zing! That's the type of joke that really belongs in this movie. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. But yeah, so I mean, can you imagine either falling in love on Survivor or having sex while being on Survivor? That would be so gross having sex while on Survivor. Absolutely You're disgusting. Disgusting. Maybe Me? like no, no, no. no like no. while being on Survivor, you're disgusting. Maybe like if you get voted out and you're on like you're jury at, and you're yeah. back at that like Ponderosa yeah. and you're at like at a hotel presumably yeah and like like a little resort maybe totally. drinking a little yeah you're totally doing it there your eyes meet I get Jeff it. Probst at the bar <sighs> and you make that noise exactly and he just like you know that he'll take you up to his hotel room and snuff your torch out <laughs> hopefully a few times. 
Bada bing. Bada bing. <laughs> All right. So we are talking 2008 wedding movie, quote unquote wedding movie. 2008, huh? Yeah. Hmm, what else was happening in the world in 2008? Barack Obama was elected. Oh, really? Yeah. Shit. This is the age of Barack Obama and it's still like this? I should have seen what... I should have seen what month this movie came out. Yeah, give us... Jackie's going to look up some highlights of the year 2008. I'm going to vamp and see when What Happens in Vegas came out. Okay, major events that happened in 2008. Um, The Tibetan monks are arrested. Okay. Um... There's an earthquake. The Summer Olympics in Beijing, China. Okay, so I just got to say, what happens in Vegas came out in May. So still in the Bush presidency. We have not transitioned. No, wait. We would have. 2008. I think the election would have been in November. And then technically January 2009, Obama would have taken office. The history of the United States from 2008 to the present began with the collapse of the housing bubble, which led to the Great Recession. Oh, the Great Recession began in 2008. And helped the Democrats win the presidency. Well, yeah, because that happened right at the tail end of Bush's presidency. Yeah. So this movie ushered in, you know, our first African-American president and uh, a housing crisis and the Great Recession. Uh, All right, so let's jump into the movie. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't read what happened today because like 130,000 people in Nicaragua died. Today? In 2008. Oh, that's sad. Was really it like sad. that mudslide? Or... No, I think... Well, let's not... Okay. There's no need to... This movie came out <laughs> in 2008, directed by Tom Vaughn, written by Dana Fox, Cameron Diaz at this point in her career. Okay, what has Cameron Diaz done at this point in her career? Her movie right before this was Shrek 3. <laughs> so she's... Elbow deep in the as, the, Fiona. as Fiona. Okay, shit, and you're doing this shit, Cameron mo- Diaz. Well, Sh- Shrek huh. Three, we're talking. Uh, okay. And then her movie after this so is much money. Why? Okay, sorry. Her movie after this is My Sister's Keeper, which is like a hard pivot. It's like uh, a Jody Picoult adaptation, huh. okay. I believe. Some these like parents have like drama. two kids. They have two kids, and I think they mine one for organs to keep the other alive or something. What the fuck? I think that's the plot of that book. I've that's never read it. That's fucked up. That might not be accurate, but I think so. <laughs> Sounds like we have to have a whole other series on sisters, and this has got to be one of them. When I was looking at Cameron Diaz's filmography, it did remind me that this movie really is in line with the type of movies that she makes. Kind of funny, kind Boy. of raunchy. There's something about Mary. Um like bad teacher was a more uh, recent okay. i think there's a couple of those possibly but yeah like real broad silly comedies yeah where she's like the sex interest but also like gets to be funny and cute like, and raunchy and silly and yeah okay huh now interesting that cameron diaz is that you know ashton kutcher on the other hand got married well he did he I mean, isn't he married to, like... I don't know, is he? I think You're... he's married to someone who else is famous. Mia Kunis, I think? Yeah. Yeah, I think Jackie from 
that 70s show, right? Exactly. The best Jackie. She's better than you? I mean, not, I mean, <laughs> It's maybe. funny, as a Jackie, to <laughs> deem, to I'm award like, someone else the best, who's not even a real Jackie, I'm who just, just played a Jackie. I'm Jackie on UK, and would rather be portrayed as Jackie from that 70s show than but Jackie like, from UK. Kind of rich, spoiled, mm. not stupid, but kind of ditzy. Like she, she, I think she shows some intelligence sometimes, but is also just vapid, maybe. Mm. Okay. Vapid and mean and rich. Maybe I don't want to be that. The best Jackie. Um, but speaking of which, Ashton Kutcher, at this point, his movie before this was The Guardian, a movie with um, the guy who made Dances with Wolves and The Postman, where they're both like Marines and they do like underwater diving. Huh. I was thinking of like Chris, Chris Pratt, the Guardian of the Galaxy. No, no, no. Totally Those different. Those are thing. way, way, <laughs> way far away. I'm like, I didn't see him. Kevin in that Costner. Movie. No, it's, oh. it's Ashton Kutcher and Kevin Costner, and they're like, Navy Marine people who go rescue ocean victims. Victims of the ocean. Victims of the ocean. Law and order. Victims of the ocean. Well, I mean. V-O-O. They just stole that. Law and order. V-O-O. Law and order. Vu. Victims of ocean. Vutu. Voto. 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 Victims of the ocean. I think you leave the T out and just go vu. But vu doesn't sound great. Vu. Okay, we're going to have <laughs> such a bad And his answer. movie after this is a movie called Personal Effects I never heard of. Huh. And it seems to, the plot seems to be Ashton Kutcher's a young man whose sister's been murdered. And he starts to go to a support group for people who are the family members of people who have been murdered. Yeah. And there's like a 40-year-old woman whose husband was murdered. And they start fucking. What? While they wait to both separately find out if the murderers are going to be convicted or not. And grief is expressed through love making. Shit. Yeah. Going for them older ladies. So, I mean, it feels like they both make a, a very interesting pivot from this movie to their next movie. <laughs> yeah. Hard laughs for sure. Got a little too happy in Vegas and... Decided they needed something a little more serious. <laughs> yes, yeah, but I mean, but, they both go very serious. Yes. Just in general, before we break down the movie, what were your thoughts? Um, I'm glad I was working on my cross, like needle pointing while watching this. Had you ever seen it before? I, I did. I think I saw it when I was really like, when it, I mean, 2008. Gosh, so I was in 10th grade. So I probably saw it like relatively soon to it coming out, not in theaters. Let me tell you the top five movies of 2008 to see if I can spark any memories. Okay. Number one, The Dark Knight. Okay. That's the second Christian Bale Batman movie. Yeah. Number two, Iron Man. So this is just at the very start of the modern superhero okay. world that we live in. That's so weird as fuck. Number three, Indiana Jones in the Kingdom what? of the Crystal Skull. What? The last Indiana Jones movie. 
which they do make an Indiana Jones joke yes. in this movie. So very on point. It really it tapped into yeah. the pop culture tap, at the moment. Tap, tapped. Number four, Hancock. You ever see Hancock? Will oh, is that Smith Will Smith is, is a, a Superman? Superhero. Yeah. And like has to be around this family or something. The movie's half good. It's a good premise that then just becomes insane in the last half and makes okay. some very strange decisions. Uh, number five, Wally. Aw, Wally days. Number six, Kung Fu Panda. Number seven, Madagascar 2. Number eight, Twilight. Number nine, Quantum of Solace. Number 10, Horton Hears a Who. Twilight? Okay, I was definitely young. One of our other uh, wedding movies is on this list. Number 12, Mamma Mia. What? Did Mamma Mia make the list? Mamma Mia is in the running on the Wheel of Names. In another wedding movie. For a movie. special feature. The Bucket List. Just kidding. No. So those are some movie. of the other much better movies of... 2008. I wonder if I could real quick see where what happens in Vegas came in. Oh man, it's, it's not in the top so 50. Low. Oh really? Shit. Oh god. Meet the Browns, Knights, and Rodanthe. Yeah, I guess my general thoughts on this movie is it it didn't really break the top 100 of 2008. It, no, it didn't break the top 100. <laughs> it's getting to the point of I might abandon the segment because I'm not seeing it in the top. 200 oh my god lots of movies come out in a year though lots of movies do not anymore i'm scrolling too quickly i probably missed it well yeah it was it was kind of just exactly what i thought it was going to be it was a very broad they get drunk in vegas they get married they don't want to be married i guess there's some some... reason that they have to stay married or something having never seen it before it it the shape of the movie was different than I expected. I really thought it, they would be in Vegas the whole movie. Okay. And I had no idea there was a money element that would come into play. No cool. clue whatsoever. Love it. All right. So we jump into it. Let's jump. And just listeners. Hey, what happens on this episode of the pod? Stays in this episode of the pod. So no worries. You can take your pants off. Whatever happens, it's all good. What? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Eat. With your pants off? Yeah, do that. The movie opens. Do nothing with else with your pants Grace off during this episode. Kelly, by well, now they're gonna do it just to spite you. Oh man, <laughs> angrily. <laughs> it starts with Grace <laughs> Kelly by Micah. That's uh, I want to be like Grace Kelly. Real of its time. Really surprised to hear that song at the start of this movie. That like show, that show, that slow span of the city. Yes. As it like zooms in, you know. I feel like the movie had some fun energy right up top. You're meeting Cameron Diaz. You're meeting Jason Sudeikis. Her like, oh, this is going to be her. Her boyfriend that she ends up not being with. There's right. some issue with him. I definitely did not. Okay, we'll get to that scene. Keep going. Right off the bat, you're getting like the their characters in a nutshell. She plans too much and it's annoying Jason Sudeikis. And then we cut to Ashton Kutcher and he's Mr. Irresponsible fucking Kristen Ritter. Who's like, yeah, in a, a Girl Scout outfit, Girl Scout outfit, selling cookies. 
my throw like my touchstone from for her is one of Rory's college friends from Gilmore Girls. So real tickled yeah. to see her in. This. I'm like I think of her okay, that's Jason Ritter's daughter. That's the girl who is Jessica Jones. That's the girl from the bitch in apartment twenty three, that TV show. Okay. I forget that she was like rory's buddy as well that's like my touchstone for her there are so many funny little cameos in this movie yeah there are it's kind of a stacked cast especially for people that are going to pop and become bigger stars than ashton kutcher is currently yeah it's fun to have things like pop up as we watch um well and ashton kutcher is not boyfriend material he doesn't want to give her a key and they're clearly just having a fling and he's got a super messy apartment yes um yeah i found the first five minutes kind of breezy and charming and it's getting by just on like here's some cameos and cameron diaz can you know she's got a lot of charisma i really think ashton kutcher's the weakest part of this movie uh, I don't know. I feel like he, his like brash assholeness is what like gets through later on in the movie. Like it's necessary or it's used as a plot point. Kind of. Yeah. And so like, maybe that's the whole thing, but yeah, he's pretty unnecessary except for that one point. Well, not even unnecessary. Just like I, I don't think he's a good actor. I don't <laughs> think he has a lot of charisma. And he, are you saying he doesn't have a lot of charisma, uniqueness, nerve, or talent? He's got no cunt. I just, I feel like he, he very much just is his that '70s show character, and it just stick that works better in the period piece and works so much better when he's playing a high school student. And when mm. you get out of that, it's a little bit obnoxious. I gotcha. Yeah. He's like, are you feeling like he's maybe getting a little bit too old to play the, like, has no position, has no, like, care, like. Kind of. And also he's just unbearably cheeky to the point of me finding him unlikable. Okay. just He's not, he doesn't have a lot of characteristics and it's kind of true for both of them they're both just grading people and it's kind of like because you have to understand why she wouldn't want to be with him and why he wouldn't want to be with her yeah it kind of just translates into both of them just being obnoxious but particularly him just his like i'm stupid and kind of like an asshole bro but i'm constantly like mugging at the camera and i'm super self-aware of like how handsome i am I don't know. It's just like that's that's kind of like the Ashton Kutcher shtick, right? And yeah, there's this moment later on in the show that I have like, why is Ashton just like throwing his body around with his hoodie unzipped oh, and when his he's, like chest totally out? Like when he's playing, if Wii. he's hanging out home playing the Wii, you know he has a fucking t-shirt on. He's well, not yeah, he's, doing it like with his a, pants pulled like below his v and, and like, he has a hoodie on but it's unzipped with the hood up and he's like very aggressively Ugh. it was comical i thought they were gonna make a joke of it but it was very ridiculous much, thing ever it's just the eye candy for, oh, for you oh yeah it was totally that it's completely made for like at that time 2008 like 
young moms. This movie is extremely of its time, very 2008, and it almost feels like at the end of an era of yeah. like this type of humor, this type of movie. I mean, certainly in 2021, this would be a movie that would maybe exist on Netflix. Yeah. Maybe just maybe. probably wouldn't exist oh, at all. Oh, it would like quiet. I mean, like, I don't think with it would ever how go to problematic theater, it is. It's very points, problematic. Like, yeah. Okay. So let's get to the breakups. Well, just or the like. Cameron Diaz works on Wall Street. Yes. And this is a classic movie depiction of Wall Street of just a bunch of people in a room screaming. Is this what how Wall Street really operates? I don't fucking know. How could it? How could any? What productivity? Isn't there like a there's like I think so, because I think there's like a a TV show where you can watch inside Wall Street, isn't there? I don't know. I don't know. I, I know there's like bloomberg terminals that you buy and sell off of but is it really just a group of people in a room screaming and what do you do with that information how does that translate into anything that is worth anything i have no idea how wall street works fuck wall street fuck wall street burn it down burn it down yeah so let's get the firing so kuchner is working at this wood shop yes and he is late and gambling on a game in the back yeah and so like his boss comes up and is giving him a hard time and fires him and then ashton kutcher challenges him to a basketball game <laughs> to keep his job and it, it starts becoming a pretty apparent that this is his dad or yeah like if not his dad then it's the most ridiculous plot point in the entire world well, the movie annoys me because it does this thing of like okay i've seen a thousand movies i understand it seems like it's not uncommon for like the guy to have like, Oh, his dad. And that's going to be a thing. He's not living up to the potential. Yeah. And he has to take over the business. And that's like something going on in the background. And then, Oh, he gets fired and offers to play a game of basketball. Well, obviously that's out of the blue. And then they accept <laughs> and they're playing basketball. And the boss mentions like, you're going to take this place over someday. So then I know it's his dad. Yeah. But the scene ends with, his dad being like, oh, I, I love you. Like, what do you say? I love you like a son. Oh, you're like a son to me. And then Ashton Kutcher, like, looking at the camera practically and being like, your son. dad, I am your son. So it's like movie either just right away fucking telegraph that they're father and son or don't treat it like a reveal at the end of the scene. <laughs> like you're being clever with some wordplay. Stupid. Obnoxious. Stupid. Um, so he gets fired. Wants to go get drunk with his buddy at the bar. Fired by his dad, who's like C-tier Robert Redford. I don't know who this actor is. But no idea. Some Robert, Robert Redford wannabe. And then cut to Cameron. Who is getting ready to throw a surprise party for Jason Sudeikis. Her fiance. His name's Homer, I think, in this movie. Yes. We're just Mason. Go with that. His name's Mason. Is it? Mason Homer. Mason Homer? His really? His name's definitely Mason, but I'm dubbing his last name Homer. All right. So she, like, tells everyone to be quiet. And yeah, when she turns on the light, they're going to yell surprise. And her friend is like, apartment. oh, because that's how a surprise party works. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just real low-hanging fruit. They all both over have, movie. like, a goofy friend, just so you know. Yes. One played by Rob Corddry. And I don't know who plays Cameron Diaz's friend. No, but I've seen her face. She's definitely like a character actor who pops up in movies, maybe more so around this time. Totally. 
So they're like, she turns off the light. She walks to the elevator. He, she meets him at the elevator. Cause you know, it's a, it's, it's one of those apartments where you have such a big apartment that the elevator just comes to your directly to your apartment, to your apartment. Yeah. When you're insanely rich and live in New York. Yeah. So which, what does he do? Do well, we I, ever get around to that? This movie like casually glamorizes the rich in such a annoying way. Oh, I dropped $30,000 on this engagement ring. Yeah. He, Jason Sudeikis just randomly says later. Yeah. Okay. But they're about to go in. She's trying to coax him in. He bucks up the courage to dump her right there. Yes. So the whole joke being that she's trying to get him to come in. No, no, no. I'm going to break. I, I'm going to tell you. He would absolutely come into It's such a forced yeah premise of a joke it that, absolutely is oh he breaks up with her and then surprise they all right, come out on and the it's light super at the awkward end ha 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 and he tries to grab her hand she walks away angrily her and her best friend go to the bar at the same time ashton kutcher is at the bar with his best friend slash lawyer but different mark. bars at first i thought it was the same bar i thought I it was gonna so be too. a thing but no, they're at completely different bars, but it's just intercutting as they both decide to go to Vegas. And as they decide to go to Vegas, we're going to decide to go to a break. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back to Survivor Cast International. Wedding watch. Wedding week one. Watch week one. What happens in Vegas? Starring Ashton Kutcher and Cameron Diaz. Should we just start back at the top? And just go through. Oh no, God, please stop. We so are in Vegas. They go to Vegas. They go to Vegas and somehow they get double booked for the same room. So after like a night of Rob Cordry and Kutcher being out drinking. They come back to their hotel room and not even they like make out with a bachelorette party in the elevator up to their room and are going to get ready for a night to go. Okay. Out. Okay. Yeah. And Cameron Diaz and her friend are in there in the bathroom getting ready naked. At this point in the movie, I have a note that like 20% of the comedy in this movie is just screaming because it's just like. Ah, oh, there's guys in here. And then it's just like a, a two minute scene of Cameron Diaz and her friend just screaming as they attack Ashton Kutcher and Rob Corddry. Okay. And is also this how you would react if you're in your hotel room in the shower and there's just a man there suddenly and like you'd yell, you'd be startled, but he's like, Oh no, what's guy. I, I don't know. I don't know. Would you start jumping? Would you push him into bed and start <laughs> jumping on top of him? No. Throwing lamps I at him? Certainly wouldn't do that. I wouldn't end up sitting on their lap naked. Like, Cameron Diaz just has a towel wrapped around her. And she is legitimately, like, on top of Ashton Kutcher's groin area with her, like, bare... Gina and like everything yes, out yes. like no that's not what no. would end up happening if someone walked in on me this also begins the the movie long bit of cameron diaz's friend 
and Ashton Kutcher's friend hate each other, but clearly like each other. And that hilarious thing that is a tried and true joke in this type of movie. I'm just going to, this is at the very end of the movie, but I'm just going to say it now. There's like a shot to six months earlier where it shows them like getting married over the credits, not over the credits. It's just the final right before the credits. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like hooking up in the background. The two friends. Yeah. I definitely thought it was going to flash back forward with her being with pregnant. Her being pregnant. They, should have, they should have done that. What a fucking missed opportunity well, was that? Because it like would, she should be very visibly apparently pregnant. If yeah. Six months. As six months are going. Yeah. Okay. That's why. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so they go downstairs and complain to the hotel clerk who's played by Andy Daly, the first of many fun comedian cameos to pop up in this movie. Didn't didn't recognize him as Andy Daly. Andy Daly arguably has a bigger star power right now than I mean maybe not, mm. but Andy Daly cooler than Ashton Kutcher. Maybe. Um where did Ashton get this money to like go and to blow be in Vegas? In Vegas, yeah, it's a good you know, question. since he just got fired from his job. So, yes, <laughs> we get um. So they, this, yeah, they're, they're like they're honey and they're like oil and vinegar. They're or honey and vinegar. It's like she goes up to the hotel person and she's super mean to him, and then gets. Penthouse suites for all of them. Right. And then Ashton Kutcher's like, well, watch me. And then he's super nice to the guy and gets like a fucking handful of VIPs. That seems insane. And then they go on a big night of drinking and Because she never turns down a dare. So she has to go so to this night. He's and so it's like, aggressively stupid. You and look just good like, with your hair down. Yes. And then like... Multiple times throughout the movie, an adult dares an another, I guess specifically her, her, an adult dares her to do something and she has to do it. If an adult <laughs> dared me to do something I'm like, fuck you, are you five years old? <laughs> I don't believe in the power of dares. I know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then there's just like this giant montage of them bonding and getting drunk and like it's so caused to like, Oh, they're sharing something deep and then getting totally wasted. He's telling her how he's stuck at the finish line of life and how he's dropped out of the race because his dad doesn't believe in him. Yeah. And she's telling him how, she overplans everything and is hung up on Jason Sudeikis and tries to, I think her thing was like, she tries she doesn't think she's good enough no matter how hard she tries to fit the mold of what she thinks people want her to be. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Jackie, if she could just find someone whom she didn't have to try to impress, Yeah, maybe then she could be herself and actually maybe. fall in love. Maybe. Maybe being forced to but live with not... someone for six months and, like, share all these things with about yourself. Where in and, the like... United States could she find such a man? I wonder what city that never sleeps does such a man exist in <laughs> that starts with an ash and ends with a Kucher. That's Kucher. the name of the city. Er Ashton Kucherville. Asher. Asher. I was saying she should have gone for a guy named Asher. I was she... saying what city, not the name of what man. 
But I, you said that she could find a man, and then I narrowed down it to what the man's name was. Girl. Yeah. I don't think Cameron Diaz and Ashton Kutcher have much chemistry. No. Are they around the same age? Mm, I think she's a tad she's a older. a tad bit older. Do you think he just digs older ladies? Maybe. Or like... Get a little taste no, in this movie and then that follow-up the movie? Here's the thing. It's targeted towards women who are like slightly over their prime. This movie is not targeted towards women. You don't think so? I I don't think so. Where she like gets confidence and like you mm. don't see the only scene that you see her in her skivvies where you don't see him skivvied up. I guess I don't know what age demographic this movie is garnered towards because maybe romantic comedies in general and wedding movies, which I'm going to take a moment here. This is not a wedding movie. <laughs> this doesn't even fit our criteria for wedding movies. It doesn't. It's like a divorce movie. Well, it's like, it's a, the wedding is the inciting incident, but the movie is not centered around, it kind of is, it kind of, it's like it's centered around them being married, I guess. I don't know. Um, B tier, B tier of fitting into the criteria. Yeah, B tier criteria. I, I agree. It's it's a little shaky. As I talk about it, I start to give it a little bit more of an allowance because it's kind of all centered. It's just there's hardly any wedding stuff in the movie, really. Yeah, you get a little bit of it towards the end at the like company retreat. Oddly, you get some wedding vibes. Yeah, there. that's where they fall in love. Is at the company. They're leading up to love, but he isn't fully committed until the company picnic. Okay, so Ashton Kutcher makes... A, there's lots of off-color jokes in this movie. Oh, it's, like, super misogynistic and very, like... Cameron Diaz really goes against um, people with... With... Yes. <sighs> people with alternative needs hmm. well what i was saying was the um the hotel ashton kutcher makes a period joke to the concierge about like oh heaven for three weeks and then you pay the bill on the fourth one Jeez. and then very shortly after that there is um there's some lesbian joke there's like a lesbian softball joke Mm -hmm. The friend makes it when they're down getting drinks uh, about the other friend because she says something. There's these two girls that he's talking to. Yes. And yeah. It's but, one of many, many lesbian jokes in this movie. And where like the joke is, ha ha, lesbians exist. Like, yeah. That's kind of the whole joke. I think I have one written down from later on. Classic. But the thing is, it's like this movie came out in 2008. It feels a little bit too like borderline too late for this type of humor, right? Mm -hmm. this it does feel too. Oh, yeah, it absolutely feels too late. There's a moment later on where they're like, oh, you eat girls. Yes. But well, Cameron Diaz think, says to like. So, yeah, Cameron Diaz is, you know, high end business Wall Street lady. She a plot point that ends up being in the movie unnecessarily is she's vying for a job against this other character, which tiptoes towards racism. I feel like the like super driven. Yeah. Super motivated Asian counterpart to Cameron Diaz, who always gets her come up as 
comeuppance and look silly. Yeah. While Cameron Diaz like kind of like coolly and confidently does all the things she's trying to do. And it's like kind of a stereotype to have like the the very tightly wound, hyper driven Asian character, possibly. The movie doesn't put too much of a bow on it, but like it definitely tiptoes into that territory well and it also like makes a joke when the boss brings the two ladies into the room where it's like oh i can say that and it's not sexist yeah and it's just like i he calls them like something i've checked like honey pie or sweetie poo or but when they're competing for a job she's like i eat girls for you like breakfast to Cameron Diaz and Cameron Diaz goes, Oh, you eat girl. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh no. What? I don't, I'm not a lesbian. What's wrong. Like not what that the- there's anything wrong with that. The classic, like, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But it's just all like stupid. Yeah. It's very gay Low. panicky. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not good. And just doesn't age. Well, does not age well. So, but we're back in Vegas still. And yes, we have the montage interspersed with them falling in love and bonding. She calls them short bus. They get really drunk at one point and record a podcast about Survivor Syracuse. Oh my God. Absolute fools of themselves. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he did that solo. I think so. Yeah, of course. She has better sense. Lots of um, tilted camera angles, like to kind of like emphasize a joke in this movie. Like the camera will kind of tilt a little bit and zoom in as <laughs> something silly starts happening. Oh man. Love this that. Is, yeah. <laughs> no. No. This is just like not a great watch. No. Um, but you know, of course, they get drunk, they wake up the next morning. They've become married. She has a dice ring on her finger and a note from him. Yeah, at breakfast. The thing that, yeah, the thing that you're waiting to happen. Yes. Uh, They go down. Both of them are like, okay, we don't want to get married. Super fine. And then they start bickering about something. And he takes her quarter and puts it in the slot machine Boom, 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 boom. Three million dollars. She, I'm glad the movie abandons the whole, it was my quarter, but I put it in thing. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, okay, that's stupid. Yeah. Obviously, he, like, you can't prove whatever, but you're married. So I guess that is like, all right, I can buy into that. Smash cut. Now they're back in New York. At a lawyer. They're in court. At a lawyer. They're in court. <laughs> Dennis Miller, I believe, is the judge. Really? I think so. Hmm. Conservative comedian Dennis Miller. I think that's him. I'm not sure. Hey, you're going to get married, babe. Hey, babe, you're going to get married. Well, the judge makes some ridiculous rulings here. Which is like... It, this is not what would happen in real life. It's not what would happen in real life. But I was thinking, and the movie even kind of makes a joke of it, because the judge rules because he hates people who get married on a whim and hates their generation. His real conservative Dennis Miller-esque Because he's been married to his wife for 20 years. Mm. Even though what you got married at, like, I guess that makes sense. He's that pretty tracks. old. Yeah, it does check. <laughs> okay, I'm like, yeah. okay, like 25, 28. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're like mid to late 40s for sure. He's like in his 50s, this judge. Maybe. Yeah. So maybe 20 years is not who, enough. I, 
you don't need to think too hard on that okay. aspect of the movie. I think I have to put a lot of thought into that aspect of the movie. <laughs> let's screech the podcast to a <laughs> total halt. <laughs> let's do some math here. Let's try to this judge character. We're not even sure who the How fuck plays old him. Is you have like no interest if he's actually played by Dennis Miller, but you want to dig down into the fictional character's age. It's like <laughs> hey, hey babe i'm a judge babe i have hey, babe. no idea what you're doing hey, if i just keep saying hey babe you'll, you'll know right you sound ridiculous hey, and babe. i have no frame of reference hey, babe, for what I'm you're Dennis doing Miller. why don't you take your poppy cock and so <laughs> they, right. she has to move in with ashton kutcher yes she knows she isn't yeah the judge rules that they have to live together be married for six months and go to marriage counseling and then come back and they'll decide what to do with the money at that point yes it's like the the movie does make a joke about how like oh he's a judge he can do whatever he wants and it's like the horrible reality is like that's only like 30 percent unrealistic it would never go to that extent but I mean, judges. I mean, who's gonna stop Maybe. them? Right? It might. Some other it judge. Could. It could. It could happen. It happened in a movie. It happens. They live together, and then yeah, just hilarious hijinks kind of ensue from there, right? I mean, he's real messy. Hugest shocker of the entire movie. They get to counseling. Oh, God. And yes. guess who the counselor is? Another great comedian. Yeah. Cameo. Queen Latifah. The queen herself. Love that. Mm -hmm. Didn't do great in this movie. No. Love that she was in it, though. You jumped way ahead. Yeah. Did I, mean, I? Like, she, well, I really have two you jumped notes over, between like, those things. Well, then <laughs> let me guide you. Because she makes, she makes uh, an erectile dysfunction joke. I know she calls him retarded, which I'm only yes. saying that on the podcast. I guess I shouldn't have even said it on the podcast. She not only, she she says, my, I wish I had a non-retarded husband. And then also, like, references him riding the short bus very close to each other and right after an erectile dysfunction joke. Jeez. He also, to get her goat at one point, just stands and, like, Pees all over. That's such a disgust. You imagine that just peeing all over a sink full of dishes. That's so disgusting. What a monster. That is like, like, how can you live in that? That's just so disturbing in all forms. Also, movie, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. No, it's okay. I was just going to say he's like, it's a back and forth thing for sure because he's like doing the all like, oh, why do women do that? Why do they, you know, well, wear all the sexy things before they get married? And then those big old granny panties come on out. And we're operating at like 90, 1990s stand-up comedian level of like, when you're dating a girl and you have sex, but then you get married and women be wearing comfy underwear and not be sleeping with you, right? And... Oh, this is how a toilet. There's a big thing where she's like showing him how a toilet seat goes With, up like, and down. With like wooden chopstick things. Well, it's just like, yeah, oh, guys, leave the toilet seat up. And ha, then ha, she ha. falls in. Yes, because he takes. Yes, there's a scene. Where she falls in. It, it's nighttime, and she goes into the. The, the movie becomes absurd <laughs> because it's, it's night. Right? Think about this. Imagine the reality of this. It's nighttime. She goes into the bathroom. She falls in. 
And then he looks to the camera and reveals that underneath his blankets, he's snuggling with the fucking toilet seat. He's I got don't think like, that's how it was at all. No, it's under the blankets with him. He didn't, him. like, walk out with it? No, he's on the couch laughing and then, like, pulls down the blanket, and he has the toilet seat. I don't know if I saw that correctly. 100% that's what happens. I'm not doubting you. I'm saying I didn't see it correctly. He's on the couch cuddling with the toilet seat. I'm pretty sure he just walked out of the room carrying it at He's, some point. I, am a, I have a note in my notebook about <laughs> it. Okay. I trust your notebook. Um, I do have a note here that Ashton Kutcher is so like model pretty boy in this movie that he circles back around to being disgusting looking. Except for his hair. His hair looks so bad all movie. It's so floppy. And like it indents at his ear weird bad hair. Can you believe that he played Steve Jobs in a movie just a couple years after this? The guy who invented Apple? Yeah, that's fucking weird. Um, there's a really weird cover of the Huey Lewis song, I Want a New Drug, as he pulls a Cosby and just drugs Cameron Diaz. Oh, yeah. That's a bunch of, like, accelerate in her energy drink or something. And she, like, does well at a work meeting and then loses her fucking mind later on at work and is just, like, pouring. I'm glad... I'm glad they didn't do the cliche of having her wear like a white shirt that day I'm when she's sure. just like Dousing pouring herself. water all over herself. Yeah, because her reaction to being given Drugged. a bunch of like caffeine pills or something is just to like talk manically and confused. <laughs> what am I doing? And oh then pour water all over herself. And then afterwards, like, oh, Ashton Kutcher, he <sighs> must have done this. Yes. Um,. Zach Galifianakis now shows up in the movie. Um, and they have a big party where they're trying to get each other to fuck other people so they can get caught cheating and then lose the money because the judge will side with the person who got cheated on. Yeah, all these times of like them trying to figure out loopholes and things like that. Nothing is super like nothing is really funny. Nothing is super clever. I don't have any like well, what about the um the scene where they're at therapy and Ashton Kutcher pre- pretends that Cameron Diaz has been up. domestically assaulting him? That's the most fucking ridiculous <laughs> and, he, and maybe problematic slash yeah. insulting fucking thing ever. He goes into the whole thing of like, oh, I slipped and then like... It was my... I deserved I, I it. I wasn't yeah, good. I didn't line up the... T- I'm laughing as we're counting oh, it, but Jesus it's just like... Christ. It's so awful. It's horrible. It's fucking... You're fucking making light of domestic abuse in like a really twisted fucking way. There's at least one more scene I have to dig into with. You. Okay. So, Ashton Kutcher, for some reason, if they miss or oh, are too I have late this note, yeah, to one session of couples therapy, it's contempt of court, and they're gonna go to jail, right? So Ashton Kutcher does a whole thing where he has Kristen Ritter call and pretend who's been out of the movie. Yeah. For so which long. Why is, why is she there not shows, a scene where she shows up in one of her fucking skimpy outfits at the door? Something when they're must like, have been edited out. Cause it feels like, like you get some Jason Sudeikis, you get so little Kristen Ritter. Yeah. And she's weirdly shoehorned in here. And then one other point where it makes even less sense for her to be there. Absolutely. She calls pretending to be their therapist secretary and like, Oh, your appointment's canceled. Blah, blah, blah. 
So then Cameron Diaz is in the tub relaxing. Wait, she calls from an auto shop where she, where she supposedly works work, because right. she's carrying a wrench. Yeah, she's like, Miss, what again, the fuck? There's definitely like some character shit about Kristen Ritter that's been cut out. Yeah. yeah she's Miss Tough Girl. She's like an actress, I think, and like a automotive person. Where do you get the idea she's an actress? Well, doing the voice call, having all these outfits for their role play. Mm, I don't know. I think Maybe. that's a stretch. Okay. Well, it, so Cameron Diaz is relaxing in the tub, thinking that their therapy session's been moved. Well, she hears... Him come and go. And then so she throws on clothes and peeks out the window and, oh, he's catching a cab. That's weird. She calls. Oh, no, it's not been canceled. And if you don't show... You're going to jail. (laughs) Or you lose everything. Yes, yes. So ensue a madcap race where there she runs out and gets the cab before him. And then... He's got her wallet, so... So the cab kicks her out, and then they're on a fucking tour bus together, and, like, she's kicking him, and they're running through... Oh, wait. No. No. He doesn't kick her out... Oh, no. At all. He does not kick her out. Because she fucking flashes one of her... I'll show you one boob. He flat. She flashes one boob. This lighthearted, disgusting cab dude drives her off. But then they get stuck, stuck in traffic, in traffic and, and then he yeah. runs by, and then she gets out until they find themselves like running through a crowd of people. She, <laughs> she, while running past somebody, like they're running through a park and people are yeah. having a picnic. For some reason, she stops and grabs somebody's like glass of champagne, their, like Manhattan or their cocktail or yeah, their champagne and drinks it. She has a baguette that she grabs and then suddenly Ashton he Kutcher has also has a baguette and they're fighting with the baguettes. And uh, the tour bus driver, like, it's just like so zany. Like just eighty yard in the background, the tour just driver is like, "I'll be back in half an hour." That's thirty minutes for you folks on the metric system. Just like some like bizarre joke, <laughs> also just tossed in there. And uh, yeah, it's just real. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> I will say, I, like I was watching like a French comedy out of nowhere. Oh, it was so fucking weird. I will say that um, there's this moment where they're at counseling. And, like, I look at the show and Queen Latifah, like, smirks and starts writing in her notebook. And I look over at you and you smirked and started writing in your notebook. Fucking great moment. Queen Latifah slumming it in this movie. This movie does not deserve to have Queen Latifah in it. Not at all. Fucking wasted. So she meets, she brings his parents. Um... And through that, you know, she sees him. Oh, yeah. She sees him coaching his niece and starts to see like, oh, he's good with kids and to fall in love with him because of that. But he went behind her back. Yes, because she contacted his parents. He like, well, I'm going to contact. 
the ex-fiance. Mason Homer. Yeah, and he, like, gives him back the ring and, like, says how amazing she's doing. And lies that, mentions like... mentions offhandedly that he's gonna be at his Uncle Pat's birthday in the park the And taking joy with him. And so this fucking psychopath, Mason just, Homer, just shows up there. Is not even, like, comes to the, oh, I heard that you were gonna be here. Just like, oh, hi! I just happen to be visiting friends around well, this park area. That's better. Because to be there through happenstance, it's crazy to go there. Yeah. It's like to reveal that, yeah, I decided to come to this birthday party. That's psychotic behavior. But that's on the tail end of Ashton Kutcher's softening moment with the little niece who's like, oh, I think I really like her. You should just split the money and stay married. And... Uh, Yes. It's Cameron like, Diaz is like softened that like she told he's sweet he told with the his little girl. niece yeah. and he's honest with her and then like also he took he coaches Little League. He has a heart of gold. The man child has a heart of gold. So this really moves us into the final phase of the movie where uh, Cameron Diaz is going to a retreat. Yes. And it's her like last stage competing for this job that we've mentioned. Her competitors bringing their husband, so she has to bring Ashton Kutcher at the insistence of the boss. Right. Rob Cordry gives Ashton Kutcher... Because Ashton says no to coming with. Yes. But Cordry gives Kutcher a document that's like, bring this, charm everyone, and then hold it over her head that you'll reveal yourself in the situation if she doesn't sign everything away to you. Yeah. So he goes there intending to do that. Absolutely. And so starts off with charming all the heads by being a dick. Yes. Well, and specifically her brash, her brash, crazy Wall Street boss is so charmed by Ashton Kutcher, like telling the joke that um, I just want to. Yeah. His name is Richard Banger. So calling him Dick Banger and then the boss going and you're Jack. Jack, Jack off. off. The writer of this movie couldn't think of anything more clever than that would be Richard Dick Banger and, and Jack, Jack off. off. That that would be the thing that he would charm them all and win them over <laughs> with is like penis jokes. Yeah. I, oh boy. Twelve year old boys who wrote this script. They're at this fucking retreat where they're like having to play lacrosse on bikes and uh, not lacrosse. That's like polo. 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 It is polo. You're correct. And then afterwards go to prom they're like yes they're all dressed up and it, it looks like a high school prom it's a vegas themed fucking night it is vegas themed. yeah <gasps> i know now i get it it comes back around what happens in vegas yep because suddenly it now starts to feel like a wedding movie again also yeah um so Joy is being, you know, Cameron Diaz is Joy, and yes. I don't remember the name. Jack. Joy and Jack. Jack oh, and Joy. Jeez, that's awful. That is dumb. Okay, so Jack has charmed all the people, and then there's, at the prom, there's this <laughs> moment where Joy walks in in this skinny, like, gold strapless dress, wow. and multiple men, like, oh, absolutely. turn and look her down and up, like, oh, I want that piece. 
Do you know that as can't... she's walking yes. towards uh, fucking Ashton, There's some blatant and he, like, like looking oh, her up falls and down. in love with her. I'm so lucky because she looks hot, and other guys think so. I didn't know what I had this whole time. Um, also, Zach Galifianakis earlier in the movie is also like, oh, your wife is so hot. Why aren't you just happy with her? I will never have someone so hot. 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 Oh. And then his name, <laughs> his name tag um, says, hello, my name is. It's one of those ones that says Joy's Bitch. Yes. And, and then... Also at the prom. Yes. He at the moment where at a normal prom you'd be given prom king, he's awarded Ashton Kutcher's given some like your king of the company retreat tonight, big golden weird award. You were the funniest and most likable. So here. You think he's gonna use it as a moment to oust his wife? But he never like Asked her about the contract. That'd be completely pointless. It would just ruin her life for no fucking reason. (laughs) She would just be mad at you. Yeah. And And definitely never sign anything. And go to court. Yeah. And she would tell the judge that he like fucked up. I I brought him to my company retreat to try to, you know, integrate him into my life. And he just like was an asshole and ruined it for me and got me fired. Yeah. Now I need that money. Yeah. Send him to prison. He would totally take sympathy on her. Yes. Yeah. You're right. But he considers doing it and Which almost is does. So fucking stupid. Other, other plot holes are about to emerge. <laughs> Don't worry. But um, instead, he uses it as an opportunity to like, instead, we never, I was so busy fucking her on our wedding night. Yep. Um, we never got to do our first dance. So let's do it right now at the company retreat. Hey, musician, played by Billy Eichner <laughs> of Billy on the Street. Another great comedian cameo. Yes. Had to get one more in there. Mm, Play a song. That's what she said. Yep. Uh, on her wedding night, which is why they never had a first dance. Gotta and get one dancing, more in there. And now it's finally a wedding movie. It's a wedding movie. Have you ever seen the Ashton Kutcher movie, The Butterfly Effect? No. In that movie, he has the ability to travel back in time through his memories and change the course of his life. That's interesting. Ashton Kutcher's in that? <laughs> yes. Fucking weird. Oh, man. We should do a, an Ashton Kutcher movie watch along. But um, I just like to imagine every other movie he's in is just like he somehow changed his life enough through his butterfly effect powers that he's now arrived in this movie. That's hilarious. Where he's dating this person. But. That's great. I fucking love that you have that thought. I wish you'd seen it. You know the fat guy from Boy Meets World who, big dude who's kind of like a bully character? Maybe a little bit. He's in that movie. What? Is he still a fat dude? He's so fat. What? But he's How fat now. is he? He's so fat. He has type 2 diabetes. Oh, sad. <laughs> but now he's skinny. <laughs> okay, that's good. In real life? Mm-hmm. That's cool. He lost the weight. Good for him. Anywho. So. They decide. Oh, and then. um, They're back in town. The retreat went well. Yes. She says that she bets on. I bet on you, Jack. They're in love. I think they've decided to be in love. Until Jason Sudeikis rears his ugly head outside her work, says, you were always enough for me. I want you back. Take the ring back. 
the $30,000 ring I bought you. And, oh, how do you know all these things? How'd you get the ring? It must have been Ashton Kutcher, that dog. Because he says the thing that only told him. Couldn't have happened at worse times. She's on her way to their final court date. And, you know, the judge awards them equally 50-50. Or Ashton proposes that. Well, again, here's the thing. Well... Yes, Ash. Well, they she arrives at court, and so Zach Galifianakis, not his lawyer and main best friend character, just a random friend who showed up two thirds away of the movie. He's there. Uh, Ashton Kutcher's parents are there. Suddenly, they know it's About a sham marriage, thing. and that's yeah. never been explained. No, Kristen Ritter is there as well. Yeah, why is she there? Why would she come to this? She's court like date? in nothing. Yeah, she yeah. <laughs> she just wants to know if she can have that sweet piece of ass back. Cameron Diaz. So it's just funny that all those people. Yeah. But so Ashton Kutcher proposes they just split what are, you know, like there's something of like how she's racked up a bunch of credit card debt. Yeah. And then he's used that much in like $25,000 in credit card debt. And he's, he's starting $25,000 on his business. So minus the $50,000, take also, away taxes, which is half of it. They've never mentioned until this moment that he's starting his own woodworking business. No. It's brought up only in that moment. Right. Um, and they split the money and get the divorce. And she whispers to her lawyer, she wants no money. She wants none of it. Just and the divorce. then as she leaves, after Ashton Kutcher's been awarded all the money and the divorce, she leaves the ring as well. The yeah. Jason Sudeikis ring. She leaves it like that has nothing to do with Ashton Kutcher, really. Well, it's just to signify to him, like, I know what you did. This is why I'm not happy with you anymore. But in that moment, Ashton Kutcher is a millionaire, newly divorced, and just got a free $30,000 engagement Hold that rank. for the next bitch you want, man. Everything's coming up Millhouse, baby. Yeah. And it'd be pretty easy to fucking just wash your hands of the situation. What a, what happened in Vegas? Yeah. In Vegas. I'm and ba- you got a ton of money. Hell yeah. And you can just start your woodworking business, have your apartment, have an extra mill on the side. Build a wife out of wood. There you go. Just and build give a her, wooden wife. let her hold that ring. Um... We talked about the racism. Joy goes off the grid, quits her job, throws away her cell phone, is presumably about to kill herself before Ashton Kutcher just gets there in the nick of time. Yeah, shows up at the lighthouse that he told that she told him a story about. It's, the one other time she was happy in her life. She's some lighthouse within 30 miles of New York. The only thing that brings her joy. Yep. He uses a photo as a map. He's looking at the photo and as comparing it to around. the lighthouse. That's what it looks like. But he's actually just bringing her the photo. Yes. It really looks like he's like. And then the movie the also kind of pokes. Because it's like, what? Do you like go to every fucking Eight, lighthouse? Other, yeah. And like, just like, nope. It doesn't look like the one in the photo. But then he says, do you know how many lighthouses are? Within 30 miles of New York, five. Eight. He says five. Does he say five? It's five. Okay. And then there's this moment where he's on the beach and he he says that line of like, oh, do you know how many lighthouses? And I actually like at this final twilight moment thought they had some chemistry and had the thought that. They had a good make out, Sash. If there weren't so many 
problematic and stupid and low hanging jokes. Like you could write a, you know, a little more heart, a little more intelligence. If the two leads had a little more chemistry. Mm-hmm. If there's even just one scene of them doing something that felt real, or if the, like the reasons for them falling in love just didn't feel so rushed at the end of just like, yeah, he, you know, she believes in him and he coaches little league. So fall in love. And it does really come down to this whole thing of they justify it by I didn't have to try to be the perfect girl for you so I could be myself. And I believed in you. So you started your woodworking business. So I guess it, you know, it feels a little unearned, but I felt the the seed of a better movie just in this, this last moment. Yeah, I feel you. I think that it definitely could have maybe been something better but they didn't want to take the time money or effort to make it that but so. they cashed it ashton yeah pushed her. they cashed it ashton all right Kutcher. what are you gonna give this movie between <laughs> one and ten wedding bouquets wedding bouquets is that what we're going with i think so because you're throwing them how many how many bouquets are being thrown and then at the end of the 27th movie we'll throw the bouquet and it will be caught by the best movie yeah so we'll go one out of 27 wedding bouquets. Okay, one out of 27? Yeah. All right. I'm going to well, give this... Do you want to think and then reveal on three? Okay. And then I'm going to start a power ranking. Do you have a pen handy? Yeah, of course I do. Of course you do. Of course I do. All right, one out of 27. So nine is 30 percent like okay so what would half be half is like in the 13 and a half range Mm -hmm. okay no 14 and a half no you're right 13 and a half sorry that'd be like if okay but i'm not going like I don't think 13 and a half would be an F. I'm not making that parallel. Yeah. I was thinking thinking that for a second too, but it's like, no, it falls apart. Yeah. Okay. So when you have your ranking, you let me know. I do. You have your ranking. Yeah. All right. I have mine. All right. Uh, I'm going to go three, two, one. Wedding. And when I say wedding, you tell it after you say wedding, you're going to go three, two, one wedding. And then I say it. Yeah. We'll say it at the same time. All right. Three. Two, one, wedding, three. A three out of 27? (laughs) Holy shit. I'm anticipating this being the worst movie we watch. I mean, okay. That's so low. Three out of 27? Holy shit. I thought I was like, maybe this was going to be my lowest and I was going to rate my lowest eight. Because it was like... Okay, cool. I'm into it. So, anything else for our... Well, I will say that, like, I'm I'm also maybe going to try and use the full spectrum of the scale. So, okay. I am maybe... Starting... I'll revisit it, but I am anticipating this to be the worst movie. Okay, I love it. I don't know if that's the best idea, but... And it might not be the reality. It's not going to be the reality. Oh, no, but I think there's worse movies I to come. I think there's definitely worse movies to come on our mm. pod. Okay. Um, so, we're leaving you with an 8 and a 3 out of 27 for our What Happened in Vegas wedding watch watch-along. 
we will catch you next week for another movie. Find all of our other Survivor content. It might even be two movies if it's a bonus feature. So, and uh, yeah, we'll have a, we'll dive a little bit deeper on some Survivor romance and love with uh, the next wedding movie. Catch us on all of our content coming at you this week. Follow us on Twitter at INT SurvivorCast. Like, review, subscribe, all the stuff. Stay in love. Stay lovely. Bye-bye.